Hello, and welcome to the Alchemy of Art podcast with your host, Addie Hirschton. Join us as we share folk tales and true stories about artists and the creative process. We start with a quote of the day. This is by Nancy Jackson. The artist has so much love to give back to the universe that it spills over. And the fallen drops become works of art. It is love in another form. Hello everyone, my name is Addie Hurston. I'm a contemporary impressionist painter teacher with the Indianapolis Art Center, author and public speaker. The purpose of this podcast is to share the large number of folk tales and true stories about art that I've collected as an art teacher. I hope they are as inspiring to you as they are to me. So this first one, um, the story of the day is called The Rainbow, and it is one of the few true stories that I've written down. This is something that happened to me a couple of years ago. So one day, once upon a time, I was walking to meet my daughter at the bus stop. Rain was blowing in my face, and I was squinting against the shining sun. Suddenly, I remembered something my stepdad had told me years before. When there is sun coming at an angle and rain at the same time, there is always a rainbow. You just have to turn away from the sun to see the light shining through the rain. I turned around and there was a fully arched rainbow. It seemed that one end of it started at my house. And I stood for a moment smiling at this happy sight when a man in a car drove past. I pointed urgently behind him and mouthed, Rainbow! Rainbow! And I'm not sure if he understood or thought that I was crazy. Oh dear. <laughs> so later I realized that it was the artist in me that wanted so desperately to share that beautiful, miraculous moment with a complete stranger. For that is what art is all about. Sharing. So my thoughts about this story. So there's many different reasons why people come to create artwork, right? Um, my own reasons have changed drastically over the years. Um, I've gone from art therapy to realism. But what's common in all of that art is that it's communicating something from the artist to the viewer. And much of our, especially landscape work, is intended to share the beauty of nature with the viewer. So, um, so after I share the story, I'm, I'm always going to have questions from listeners, and, and you can submit a question by going to my website at uh, azurefineart.com and filling out a contact form. Um, but since this is the beginning of the podcast, I, I've asked my friends and fans and students um, on Facebook and such to, uh, for questions to start with. And there was a common theme to a lot of the responses that I got from people. Um, and we'll cover those over the next few weeks. 
But the question I got asked over and over and over again was, what are the boundaries of art? How can we define art? And along with that went, what makes randomly splattered on canvas paint art? <laughs> Sorry, what makes paint that's randomly splattered on canvas art? You know, people were just baffled, um, not understanding why so much modern art is even considered art. And these, these are friends of mine, I should say, who are not artists themselves. So um, it, my response is this. Um, the reasons we create art are as diverse as the many artists of the world. But sometimes artists conflict because they don't understand that the motivation for another artist might be different from their own. I've seen artists badmouth one another, and um, I'm, you know, to be quite frank, I'm tired of it. I think through art we can come to better understand ourselves and each other. Art is unique to the human experience, and if we really value diversity and the worth of every person, we must strive to understand the various reasons for creating art. Um, and the, the reason I, I'm saying this, I, I should add, is because I've um, seen a lot of realistic painters badmouth um, modern artists um, and, and even say things like, oh, that's not art. Um, and I've, it bothers me because I feel it's, it's um, not being inclusive and not um, reaching out and trying to understand some, what someone else is doing. Um, so another aspect to re respecting each other is recognizing that when a style is different from your own, or you know if we like it or not, <laughs> it doesn't mean that the art is bad or that it's not art. There's room for a diverse range of styles in the art world, just as uh, one man's junk is another man's treasure. We can come to recognize that just because a work of art doesn't speak to us, it might be really important to somebody else. If the artist creates a splatter painting and says, this is art, this is what I've created, then yes, it goes into the definition of what is art um, and should be included in the larger definition of what we define as art. And to help people further understand all this wide variety of reasons why we create art, I recently wrote an article for my blog that's at artistaddy.com. Um, and if it's been really popular, it's gotten lots of hits so far, and it's called uh, The Top 10 Reasons to Create Art. And I'm not going to go over all the 10 reasons today. I might kind of cover them slowly on the blog here, but um, I'm going to point out two of the ones that I listed because they're relevant for what we're talking about today. Um, reason number five explains from our rainbow story, uh, the, the rainbow effect from our story, let's say. Okay, so, so number five is to share our experiences. Whether... It is in celebration or anger. We often want to ex share our experiences. So art can be used to help others understand what it is to be another person with different values, skin tone, or culture, right? And when a truth is expressed, people listen. So um, sharing our experiences through art can be very powerful and it can um, transform cultures. And then uh, 
I want to add number 10, which is uh, the reason why we can include, you know, the splatter paint process artists to the definition of art. Number 10 reason is to enjoy ourselves. Sometimes uh, it's as simple as that. We create art for the enjoyment of creating art. And when we do this, we're participating in, you know, the cosmic dance of being alive and being active. Many art movements have campaigned for this purpose. The decadent movement um, proclaimed la pour la. That's um, art for art's sake, right? And then after Zen Buddhist writings such as Zen and the Art of Archery were published in the West, artists strive to enjoy the process of art rather than the product. So the process movement and Jackson Pollock and those splatter paintings go into that category. So the artistic voice is unique to the individual and art teachers are not teaching students how to copy the work of others. Uh, we're trying to give them building blocks so that they can then create what they want to create in the future. When we teach art, we give students the tools that they need to find their own voice. And um, I f firmly believe that art is a language that anyone can learn with practice and determination. Anyone can be an artist. Um, I don't believe in the myth of genius, and we'll have to talk about that another day. Um, but to make a long story short, to become an artist, you create art. So if you want to become an artist, just sit down and start creating. Uh, art is a language that can help you find your voice and say what you want to say. And that leads me to the book recommendation of the day. Um, there's so many, it's, it's hard to choose, but this one I think... Uh, matches the spirit of the day. So it's called A Creative Companion, How to Free Your Creative Spirit, and it's by Sark. That's just simply S-A-R-K. Um, and it's a, it's a fun book that's uh, written with splashy colors of ink, so you see the artist's handwriting. It's not typed out. Um, it has fun little drawings all throughout, but Sark talks in it about um, being in touch with living your dreams to the fullest, whatever those dreams not be, and not waiting to engage in life. Um, you know, you, we've just got one life to live and you got to dive in and, um, and make it happen if, if you have uh, a goal and a dream, right? So I hope that you are able to find the courage to do that. So we'll end with uh, the upcoming events that I've got going on. I've got lots of classes going on at the Art Center, the Indianapolis Art Center. I'd love to see some of you in the local area there, especially excited about a botanical painting class where we're going to paint fresh flowers every day. I've got a storytelling retreat coming up um, that's going to be in Indianapolis, May 23rd. And then... Of course, you want to be on the lookout for my upcoming book, The Alchemy of Art, Stories for the Classroom. Um, and it's our folk tales. There's 50 folk tales and true stories for art educators to share aloud with their students. And many of the stories that are shared on this podcast can be found in the book, along with recommendations for resources and lesson plan ideas. 
If you love this podcast and you want to see it continue, you can support us by going to my website. That's azirfineart.com to make a donation on the podcast page. So thank you, everyone. May these stories about art and the creative process inspire you. May you find your voice. I want to hear what you have to say. You have been listening to the Alchemy of Art podcast. To find out more about Addie Hirshton and her work, go to azirfineart.com. That's A-Z-H-I-R-F-I-N-E-A-R-T dot com.